Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast. This week, Jeremiah and Bianca Stingle are having a conversation about becoming an effective leader, as well as how to develop others into strong, confident leaders. Within the notes for this episode, you will find a discussion guide so you can listen with your leaders to spark dynamic growth within your team. Are you ready to grow your leadership? Let's join this conversation with Jeremiah and Bianca. Hey, and welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast, where we are developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Bianca. My name is Jeremiah, and we are so excited about today's topic as we're talking about this idea of the leader's most powerful tool. Yes. And you know, having powerful tools, I mean, is so critical when you want to get a job done. Uh, I was just needing to replace the blinker on one of my vehicles. The the light was out and, you know, it blinks real fast and stuff. So I went to the place, got the bulb, and then I go out to the car because I'm going to install it. And then I go and I look and... I didn't have the tool that was necessary. It's so frustrating. Whenever you try to do something, you don't have the tool that you need. It just was like, ah, I just want to pull my hair out. But, you know, once I do find the right tool, it's great to be able to do that. But what I love even more than having the right tool for a job is having a power tool. Okay. Right? I <laughs> yeah. mean, power tools are just so great. They take, yeah. you know, what what would just be the screwdriver, just keep turn in and then you've got the power you got something to be able to get the job done and as leaders we've been given a a power tool it's a tool that we can use to impact people's lives in such a huge way and the leaders powerful tool that we've been given is the ask the ask it's the ask We're, we're just talking to people and we begin to invite them to be a part of a shared vision that's so good and jesus did this he went and asked people to to join the mission and the vision that he had on this earth, but he didn't use a net. He used a fishing pole. Yeah. He didn't say it on while he was preaching or send out a mass email or a tweet. He went to individuals and he asked them and invited them into the shared vision. But here's the thing. We can't ask people until we take time to add value to their lives. That's good. That's really important because I think that people won't want to join our vision or our mission if we aren't adding value. And so that's the first part of assembling a great team is adding value to people's lives. And what's really cool is if you become a person that just adds value to everyone in your life, then it starts to become your reputation. Yeah. And people will know you as a person that just adds value. And so you can go and ask people and they will immediately start to jump on board and be a part of this great vision and to be able to have a power tool and do something that you couldn't accomplish on your own. And then your reputation precedes you. And it's like this compound effect. It's pretty cool because when you just have a lifestyle of adding value everywhere you go, people know that about you and you don't even have to ask them anymore. They see the shared vision. They see this mission that you're accomplishing, and they want to ask you to be on your team. That's good. It's pretty incredible how it flips, but we have to start by adding value to people's lives. Adding value. So now when we're talking about this idea of of asking people to be a part of a vision, and you mentioned that Jesus did it. He went and he invited people to be a part of something that was great. I mean, he gave them this challenge. He said, hey, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Yes. You know, I mean, he really says, not only am I going to give you something of value that you could be a part of, but I'm going to make you, Mm. I'm going to spend time developing you. I'm going to be raising you up. I'm going to be empowering you with the things that you need so that you can do what I'm calling you to do. 
And I think that's so important for us as leaders to remember is that when we're asking people that we're asking out of this relationship, and I think that speaks to really what you're talking about, this this compound effect yes. of when when all of a sudden your your influence begins to multiply and stuff That's it's good. because you've been invested into the lives and the relationships with those people who want to know but i know for for me as a leader you know that ask sometimes can be a little difficult have you yes. ever had any difficulty in 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 asking people and how how have you overcome some of those things that have been holding you back yeah definitely early on in the ministry i didn't know how to ask people and i would feel bad you know and i would ask people but sometimes they would say no but the cool thing is is that jesus even though people followed him and said yes, there were some people that said no. Mm. And so it's not a personal thing. And I think once we get over that hump and realize there's going to be some people that say yes, they want to join. And then there's going to be some people that say no. And Jesus dealt with that. But at the beginning, it was hard because I was a little bit timid. But as I continued to do the work that I believed in, like I have a conviction about what I do now in my life and I I will give my life to what I do. And so I'm excited about it. And so it shifts from asking for help to come join join me in this great vision and mission. That's so good. Uh, this idea that Jesus had people say no to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you would think that he he already knows what they're going to say before they say it. Mm. So why is he asking them? Do you think do you think it's even maybe for our benefit so that we can be encouraged when people might decline our invitation or our ask for them to be a part of it? Yes, and anytime Jesus asks us a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. He's asking it because he wants us to know the answer. That's good. So our answer actually just is a revelation of what's in our heart. That's good. And so, yes, it's for us today so we can read and see that even Jesus dealt with rejection, but also he ge- He always gives us that opportunity to make the choice. That's good. He and doesn't make it for us. I love us. that because Jesus' example, it, it really teaches us not to be afraid to make the ask. That's good. To just be courageous people who speak life into people and encourage them and say there's something that you could be a part of. And I, I think there's really a few things that as leaders we're, we're asking people to be a part of. Yeah. We're, we're asking them to be a part of meaningful ministry. That's good. There, there's something of purpose that's inside each person. And when you speak to that purpose, it draws them into a place where they're in a, a place that, man, you don't have to be afraid as a leader to ask somebody to be a part of something that's meaningful. Right. You know, there's this building of the kingdom of God, advancing God's kingdom. And as a leader, we're asking them to be a part of something that is of eternal value. Yes. And so we're, we're, yes, we're asking them to, to be a part. We're asking them to give. We're asking them to be uh, uh, serving a vision together, and it's going to require a lot from them. But as a leader, I don't have to feel afraid or, or even mm. apologize. You, know, you ever heard somebody ask somebody to do something, and yes. they kind of just say no for them in mm. advance? Well, yeah. I know that you're probably too busy for this. Mm. I, I know that you probably, you know, you're, you probably have so much on your schedule right now, and I don't know if you you'd even really want to do it. I mean, why are we just go ahead and saying no for them before they even have a chance to respond? And people want this. This is a thing. People are spending their entire lives not realizing they're trying to discover their purpose. And they're doing the day in, day out, mundane, ordinary things. They're doing the laundry and the dishes and changing the diapers and cleaning the house and going to work and picking up the paycheck and grocery shopping and cooking. They're doing all these things and those things are necessary, but those are daily responsibilities. But they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's what we have to remember is make sure 
sure if you don't have a vision for what you're inviting people for, then that's like the first thing you got to do. That's so good. You got to make sure that you have a vision and that it is something exciting that people can be a part of. Yes. And that it's because everyone has a personal vision and then a shared vision. Yes. And even though they don't know it, a shared vision is something that everyone wants to be a part of. To know that what I'm a part of is something I couldn't accomplish on my own. Yeah. And that's the thing. And people want to be a part of that. And so just keeping that in the back of your mind when you're going to ask people, because the thing is, people are busy. Yes. They're busy. They got real jobs, real lives, real responsibilities. But you know what? I've seen people, they come, I've, I've done ministry with people and they worked all day. They just fed the kids. It was like a tornado getting to church. And then they show up to youth group and then they open up the cafe and they sell chips to teenagers yeah. and they're worth six figures professionally. Yeah. But they're not doing it because they like to sell chips. <laughs> They're doing it because the vision was we're going to reach all these teenagers in our community. So good. And that's what it is. And, and that's what a leader does. They, they assign meaningful purpose to sometimes what could appear as a mundane task. Yes. Is, hey, hey, I'm inviting you to be a part of this parking lot team. Yeah. But you're doing a lot more than parking cars. You are the very first person that's going to greet somebody who might be brand new. I, I, I like to say it like this. You're the first point of my message. Mm. You're the first point in my sermon because people are going to be impacted by your level of service and kindness. And then all of a sudden they're going to be more receptive to everything that's being said, that's being done on the stage. You see how that lights somebody up and just say, yeah, I could be a part of that. Yes. And we don't have to be ashamed of it. We don't have to back down from it. Mm -mm. We can just go ahead and say, listen, this is an opportunity for you to partner with us to see lives changed. That's good. They're getting a chance to be a part of people's lives being changed. Amen. What are some other things that hold people back, some other roadblocks from, from asking? I, I think that there's a list of don'ts when it comes mm. to this, okay? Okay. Number one is don't ask for help. Okay. Because desperation doesn't motivate anybody. That's Don't true. just say, hey, yeah. I'd like for you to help. I'd mm. like for you, we're doing this thing and I just want you to help. Okay. People, that's, that's not exciting. That's no. not a motivating vision. People want to be asked to do something of significance and of value. They don't want to just help. Yeah. And so we've just got to be courageous enough to sit there, pray about it. Yes. I think that's where it starts at. It starts just praying about it, letting God put that vision deep down inside your heart. Yeah. And then you just buy into it all the way. Mm -hmm. And then when you go to people, you don't have to apologize. Mm -mm. You don't have to say, hey, well, I just kind of, you know, another don't is don't make people feel guilty. Mm -mm. You don't have to guilt people into doing it. Well, if you don't do this, then you don't care about lost souls. Or if right. you don't do this, then blah, blah, blah. Like Not you effective. don't have to use this guilt to motivate people. Guilt never motivated anybody in any positive way. And I think that that's a, a very important part of it. Also, it's don't be ashamed. Yeah. Like, like don't, don't feel this sense of, well, man, I mean, I, what I have isn't that good. I mean, mm. if it's not that good, then get something good. Yes, something good. Get passionate good. about it. Yes. Get something that you could get excited about. That's good. And then, like I said earlier, don't say no for them. No. Don't, don't just go ahead and just tell them, hey, you know, by the way, while I'm asking you this, what we have to do is we have to believe that what we're inviting people to will greatly benefit their lives. It will. It's going to be something that's going to empower them for the future. That's why Jesus could confidently say, hey, go, and I'm in a 
make you a fisher of men. Yeah. You can go into all the world and preach the gospel, and I'm going to be with you even yeah. to the end of the age. He's mm-hmm. saying something about his partnership with them. And and that's what I found as, as a leader that people want the most is they just want to know, hey, are you going to be there with me? Are you going to be my leader? Are you going to guide me? Are you going to help answer the questions that I have? Are you going to silence some of the fears and doubts and insecurities that I have as a person? Are you going to be there for me? Yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't that in, in leadership in your, your example? I mean, is it, what's been the thing that you feel like has helped you when you're asking people the most? I think it's, it's, it's as a leader, seeing things inside people. So it's not only what I am a part of, but it's also seeing things inside people that they don't even see. That's good. And so because of relationship, I've added Mm. value. I've spent time. I've invested. I've got relational change in my pocket. And then I see something. I see administrative gift or I see this kindness or this mercy or they're just great with people. And then I show them. I'm like, look, you're really great at this. Mm. If you would take this and you use it right here, like it's going to impact so many lives. Will you bring this gift to the table because we need you. Yes. We need you on this team and you're going to make this team better. Yeah. And so that that's really something that's helpful. People people want to be included. Mm. They want to be asked even if they are the shyest person, they want to be included and if you help them see if you're a good leader, you will help them see the greatness in them and pull it out. So good. And even challenge them a little bit. Some people are like, "Oh, I don't think I can teach. I don't think I can do this." And, and as leaders, we need to be like, you got this. You yeah. can do this. Yeah. Yes, I see this in you. And just continue to fan the flame of potential in their lives. So good. Well, this has been a great conversation, and I hope that it's been a benefit to you. I know that in the show notes for this episode, there's a discussion guide that's available so that you could study it with the leading team that you have. You could talk about some of these ideas. Listen, none of this works unless you putting into practice. Yeah. Like you got to step out and do it. Do it. You got to get involved. Just start leading wherever you're at. Find a group of people, invite them to a shared vision and ask them to get involved because it brings so much purpose. Listen, at the Leadership Lab, our our goal, our mission is developing the heart and soul of leaders. We hope that we've been encouraging you today. Hey, like, subscribe and share this message. Comment below let us know how much this has been a blessing to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Leadership Lab.